Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We talk comics, movies, TV shows, pop culture at large. I'm your host, Mike Dolce, and with me as always is Lord of the Radio. Yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm looking for the, the uh, link here, and I'm not getting... Where's the link? Did I, you, I just, did you I go just made it live. Actually, we were having connection issues we're, right oh, off the bat. You know, <laughs> we should just call our show Connection Issues. <laughs> connection. connection Issues. That's exactly, you know. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, what's that? I see. Yeah. Done? Yeah. Connect. So we are no um, longer Secrets of the Sire. We're Connection we Issues. We are Connection Issues. It just told me we were live. That's that's awesome. Boom. See how, see yeah, how that works? Yeah, no. Technology is see the how that best. Works. It's really it great. The best. So for all those who might have downloaded this on our iTunes page, uh, look up Secrets of the Sire, S-I-R-E. Uh, for anybody who might have checked us out on SoundCloud, uh, iHeartRadio, like all these great uh, podcasting apps, um, we're doing the live show. The live show is on talkradio.nyc. You just type that into the uh, keyboard and uh, bring us up every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then um, check us out on Facebook, Facebook Live. That's which a lot is, of work. Um, you, want to, you want them to do a lot. You well, you know, I, I feel that, that uh, we're worth it, possibly. I agree. I'm, You know, and do if you th- you're not, I am. But, I mean, I'm just saying that's a lot of work. You're asking them. Oh, I definitely agree. Like, there's no it's question. It's like homework. Like, it's not easy being, you know, it's not no. easy being. Being a fan? Being a fan uh, right. of a, a, a middling, fan of our show. A just a fan podcast, of our show. Right, you, exactly. Yeah, I like that description. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. We are middling no more, though. We are, we are. Yeah, we're getting We there, are muddling man. now. We're, we're muddling. Maddling. <laughs> we're, we're you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever, like a slight variation. We're, we're having yeah, we're, slight success. Yeah, we're something in there. Yeah, we're doing all right. So, we are. Before we get started, I want to give big thanks to our. Interns, uh, Dari Cruz and uh, Trista Sierra for their mm-hmm. contributions to the show. Yeah. Uh, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash secrets of the sire. Um, the viral Hillary Clinton. We're not going to tell you the secret, though, no matter what you do. So don't, you know, quit asking. I like I like that. Yeah. You, you're baiting right. them. I like yes, that. Yes. I like that yeah. a lot. Uh, we had uh, There's other great stuff on it, like as you were about to tell them. Exactly. But we're not going to tell them the, the secret. So that's it. Okay. Yeah. 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 But tell them the other great stuff. Okay. Well, I, these, uh, they're, they're really awesome vi- uh, video, uh, video clips of the show, but uh, Dari especially is the chief engineer oh, yeah. when it comes to that. And she's putting in really well great. Well deserved. You know, just, just really making us look a lot funnier than we are. Yes, than we actually um, are. And it's good well, because using other things to make us funny. qualifying every one of our, our really bad jokes. That's how to do yeah. it. That's how yeah. to do it. So go check it out. It's awesome. Now, Trista's not actually here right now. Uh-huh. She's I noticed the, that. She's at the prom. She's at the... She's at the prom. See? But she's in college. So we were trying to figure out, actually, before you even got here, Hassan... There's a, there's a college prom? No. See, that's the thing. It's got to be a high school prom. So she's in college, but she went to a high school prom. So I'm wondering, she is went there with a high school kid? Is there some high school kid there's out a, there? Like he is high school kids getting to college. He's pimping real good yeah, right now. Yeah, he's got a college babe on his he arm. He's like, look what I wow. got. Wow. Now that's depressing because I didn't you? take a girl to college. Uh, so you strike me as someone that skipped your prom. No, I went to my prom. I went to, to my. I went to my. Whoa, you blew me away with that. See, <laughs> that was what I was keeping secret. Oh, is that, that was the, is that that was the hidden was? question. That was the uh, hidden question. I answered it by accident, like an idiot. <laughs> um, I actually, I went to my, um, I went to my junior and my senior prom. Wow, you really dug it, huh? No. No, no. I, I skipped just, my ten year reunion. It was, it was a rite of passage kind of stupid thing that you. Yeah, had to do. yeah, yeah. I think you. You have skipped to. your ten year reunion. Yeah, I wasn't proud of myself then. 
<laughs> now, would you go now? The, oh, the, the I'm, I'm the host of a muddling podcast. Yeah. Of course I'm going. Are you at him? I'm going to throw that at You'll have to faces. define muddling for them because well, a lot of them, they don't, they, they're going to think you're pronouncing middling wrong and then they're yeah. going to laugh at you and yeah. it's going to be like high school all over again. They didn't laugh at me. They just ignored me. It's it's a huge difference. So you kind of wish they laughed at you. Yeah, because then at least there's some was, sort of attention. That's some attention. You know? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast to you know to get attention. Yeah, yeah exactly. to make up for for past uh, uh, terribleness in so their lives. So we have so much show packed into one hour. We're always an hour. Uh, so people keep asking us show. to do it longer, and I keep saying, you know, start supporting us on Patreon.com/slash/Secrets of the Sire, and we'll yeah, talk. Yeah, so we can do it for like a living. Uh, right? Exactly. And we can do exactly. it. We'll do one every night no no, oh, no that's sorry. just in, that's just insane i'm sorry i thought i got carried away theoretically speaking though with the way news is traveling lately we probably could so originally we were going to lead our lead story tonight was going to be i actually rewrote this outline many many times uh-huh. um I, I noted we were going to do the uh, new transformers movie and how just like we were talking with sam our, our trusted producer how all these movies are now extended universes um right. and we will talk about it because he was Sam was talking to us about uh, the, uh, mummy, the mummy being right? an extended universe. Yes. Every every movie franchise now is being an extended universe. So we were going to lead with that and how Michael Bay is quoted as saying the new Transformers movie is a springboard and this and that. So that's what we were going to we were going to lead with that. But then Jeff Johns suckboard started talking and doing an interview and talking about Joss Whedon and his involvement. And then he was talking about the major changes going on in the DCU and Wonder oh Woman's boy. impact yeah. and all this stuff. And I thought, that is a great way so, to lead and start the show. So that's a, is that how we're going to start the show? But then... Oh, there's more. There's always more. And then... Wait, I should read these outlines. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I read the outlines, you always, you always kick the outline to the curb every time we do the show. So Well, this is very true. It seems like I wasted my time reading this is the very outline. True. Okay, so but then... Then, what, all right, go, news go. broke that Phil Lord and Christopher Miller left the new Han Solo yeah, movie over I read that, creative... I read that differences yes and they were and supposedly now this is this is one of those like corporate decision kind of the um film by committee mm-hmm. kind of situations where they bring in like the um the the dark council and it's like those those faces in yeah. the, the the superman the movie where they're like sure. guilty guilty right and they're like oh we, you know these these two guys they want to ruin what the product that we're trying to make what should we do and they're like ax them you know and they're just like, <laughs> Awesome. Get him out of here. Right? And I'm usually like, see, it's just what happens. Creativity takes a backseat to corporateness. But I read the article yeah. this time, and I kind of agree with their decision really? to get rid of those two guys. Yeah. So what um, did you read? Because I didn't... I didn't. I, I, so I'll read... Let me read the statement, go ahead, actually. Go ahead. I'll read the statement yeah, from, uh, from Lucas... Lord Miller and Lucasfilm. Kathleen Kennedy announced, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are talented filmmakers... Yada, yada, yada. It's become clear we had a different creative vision for the film and decided to part ways. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's one of those things where these guys showed up really late to this meeting and they, and they were drunk and uh, and they were throwing cake around and ah. we decided to get them out of the building. That's yeah. kind of the creative differences. That, that's the, so, or, or I might be speaking from personal. I think. Yeah, anyway. OK, yeah. no. OK. That was your bad experience. I I'm, I'm not going to admit that. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about that. OK, go ahead. Finish. 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 Uh, 
you know, unfortunately, our vision and process weren't aligned. We normally aren't fans of the phrase creative differences, but for once, this cliche is true. Ha! We are really proud of the amazing and world-class work I told of our you cast a, and crew. I told you it was a line. <laughs> yeah. So, no, what were you, we, were, we had started talking about it backstage yeah. before I furiously interrupted you and said, save it for the show, save yes, it for the show. Yes. So, what, I, what know, was your... What, eventually agreed with you on it. Uh, what was your take, then? I mean, what... Uh, and, and, cause you, from, from what I understand, they wanted to... I was going to just set you yeah. up even more. I mean, you are an uber Star Wars guru. I was. You're a I guru was, for I was, Star Wars. I, for the, no, no, you still are. You still no, are. No, for the original Star Wars. For okay. Disney Star Wars, kind of, okay. uh, you know. I'm, I'm not too too readily admitting uh, a love of that stuff, but anyway, okay. the, but it is what it is. Um, I don't I don't have a full impression of what they were were planning, but the uh, I, well, I don't have a full interpretation of what they were planning. The impression I get is that they were, you know, they were just trying to shake things up and mm-hmm. kind of mess with the formula a little bit. They were they wanted to add some kind of comedic uh, beats and notes and stuff like that that were probably not. Within the the spectrum, like of farcical the, maybe, comedy, yeah, you know, something, something like that's that. Kind of like not because natural they are they are comedian. They 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 sure. made they, you know they made uh, movies like you know Sausage Party. You know this is true. So you know, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to judge on art. You know, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can make a movie like Sausage Party, and then you can yeah. turn around and make uh, you know Schindler's List. I don't know, you sure. know, but uh, yeah. you. You generally find a film in between there, though. You know, you don't make that. You don't want to. You don't you know. make a jump to yeah. Schindler's List yeah, from exactly. Sausage Party. Yeah. Um, well, maybe, but I mean, if you did, yeah, and you and you did a good job on both of them, sure, you're the guy who can do Sausage Party. But this party is their leap. List. I mean, they were Lego Movie. That's the last thing they did. So they were. That's a another hot property. thing. So it was right. uh, you know a hot were, property, and now this is their chance to. Yeah, you know. and they were, and they, and you know, they these guys, you know, it's. That's the Hollywood genre thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where these guys are hot, they just got, they just did something. They're a commodity, and you know, get them attached to as many things as possible. And look, I mean, the the thing is the same with the Marvel movies. Yeah, there's a formula. They want to do this thing as a formula. Sure. This formula has obviously worked for Marvel, even if it doesn't. If even if it only works for Marvel and doesn't mm-hmm. work for mm-hmm. any other franchise, which it seems like it doesn't. Yeah, because D, it doesn't. It's not working for uh, Warner Brothers. It's not working for DC yet, mm-hmm. and it's it hasn't worked for uh, well. Actually, the, I would say counter counter to that point though. Fox with Deadpool and with Logan, kind of going against the formula, right? I mean, I don't think no, but I mean that franchise is a mess. It has what, it's the Logan not, franchise, the X Men franchise, or yeah. and Deadpool. You think? Yeah. I, I I look at those two as a as a no, as an no, you're looking that, at you're, no, but you're looking at those two as, a, as separate entities. I'm talking about the Marvel. System. Okay, I got you. They're got making you. Okay. steady movies, a steady hit after hit after hit sure. after hit. Now. I'm saying it might be that might be a phenomenon for them, sure. for Marvel, mm-hmm. because other people have tried to duplicate it. Right, as uh, DC has tried to duplicate it, um, which is it's right. not quite working. No, they just try to duplicate it with this, the Mummy. You know, they're trying to do another thing with the, the dark, sure. you know, the dark mm-hmm. universe. Um, they try. They're try. Uh, Fox has tried to. Tried their best with their middling, <laughs> with their middling, uh, the muddling. It's yeah, muddling, muddling, muddling. I'm sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm very Come on, sorry. Get it right here. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. You know, it's a new <laughs> word. I'm, I'm indoctrinating it. Um, so I don't think I don't know if it's a thing that can be duplicated. Sure, but definitely. Disney's going to try to do that with Lucasfilm. It's going to try to do that with the Star Wars film. They're mm-hmm. going to try to keep keep lightning in a bottle per sure. movie. Sure. So these guys are coming along. They're messing with the formula. Out. Yeah, you know, Fluster. That's a beloved character. Han Solo is a beloved character. If you're gonna come and try to make it some kind of farce, you're gonna get so, 
killed. So here's the thing, though, too. I mean, they are. I mean, this is this is why news. It's so funny. They're like, you should make an hour and a half podcast. I'm like, well, we would, but you know, news travels so fast already. We're talking about rumored replacements. There are three rumored replacements for them. Yeah. We're going to get into it in a little bit. I want to welcome everybody on the Facebook feed, facebook.com slash Chicken oh, yeah, Desire. Go ahead and do all that. You didn't do I want them to chime in with who they want to see ah. direct. I want to see. So Brian Everham is on. Stephanie Dolce, one of our beloved patrons, is on fix. as well, too. Fix. Um, <laughs> we have a bunch of people on. Joe Mulvey was on before. He's a fan of the show. Yeah. Give me your... Give me your Speak up, fans. Uh, your rumored replacements, and we'll get into our rumored... Uh, what Not our picks, but like what is being rumored as well, too. Uh, before we uh, do that, I want to shout out to uh, Superhero Stuff. We're, we're plugging along with the mystery box. Uh-huh. Uh, we actually have some new deals coming in the next uh, week or so. But this week, again, $79 worth of stuff for just $49. It's a great uh, segue to, to people that are into comic books and into $30, that stuff. $30 so, savings. And you can't beat it. The mystery boxes are always fun. It's always good. So just go to the Facebook page. Again, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Click on the Shop Now button. Do as you're told. And, uh, and do, do as it. as you're told. Hey, if you want to call in, maybe you're not maybe you're not so much you don't want to be a Facebook uh, commenter, even though we do give lots of oh, love you to our Facebook part comments. Of it? You want to you get them interacting? Call in. 877-480-4120. You want to actually speak to these people? I know. That's well, crazy. I mean, I don't know what we'll That's do. Insane. I think we had one caller. Yeah, one time. Ever. And we were like, oh. Yeah. Welcome, Stephen Conroy. Just joined yeah. as well, too. We're going to uh, be ready this time. Coming up next... Again, we want to hear your picks to replace the Han Solo director. Mm. We're going to give you who is rumored to do it. Um, and then we're also going to get into uh, Transformers, which we, which we didn't get a chance to, to talk about as the lead. I can't the movie. And, and how it all kind of ties together what we're talking about, how oh, this is yeah. springboard, all this yeah, stuff. We got Courage the Cowardly Dog, Marty Grabstein, calling yeah, in later, too. So, yeah, we got to so, get our snark in quick so they so can talk to this guest. much show when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. to connect with. Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your your digital connectors. connectors. Woo! Woo! What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Joined by my uh, esteemed colleague and co-host, Lord of the Radio. Lord of the Radio. Lord of the Radio. Thank you very much. Do you have to apply... Do you have to like go to college for that? Is there some sort of like classes? I could tell you how to become Lord of the Radio, but then you'd become Lord of the Radio and I wouldn't be Lord of the Radio <laughs> this is anymore. very true. No such thing as co-lord. <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't work that way. It's a- <laughs> Secrets of the Sire.
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We stream live on Facebook, facebook.com, slash Secrets of the Sire. We want to give a shout-out to our beloved patrons. Beloved patrons. Yeah, they're really... Right. Uh, well, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, we have dedicated fans, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, John Hoff III, Ashley Haikai. Not her name. Our program director, Stephanie Dolce. Our executive producer, Steve Ovecki, Brian Phillips, and Christina Gillen. Fix. Who was on our special green room shot uh, earlier today. And as yes. always, Uber fan, Christina Dolce. If you want to learn more, go to patreon.com slash secrets of the sire. Um, this is name butchering at its best, even though she's a friend of mine. Uh, Trisha Cassio wants to talk Clue. Clue. How come so, you didn't ask her how to pronounce her name before we came on the air? I mean, I'd still butcher it. I mean, there's no well, question about yeah, it. but then that would be on purpose. That would be a choice as opposed to, you know. I'd rather, you know, but that's like I'd rather be, um, what, what, what's, the, what's the term uh, when, you, when you have... No, 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 no. That's not at all. I will never ask for forgiveness. Sam, Sam Leibowitz just asked that I, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather ask for forgiveness afterwards. No, plausible deniability. Plausible yeah. deniability. You want plausible? I want plausible deniability. Oh. Ah, you butchered my name. You should have asked. I didn't ask. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's okay then, you know. So the next time I butcher it, though, then it's... Then it's like, but you so, asked so me. So you plan it in, t- in anticipation of butchering. Yes. However, yes. if you just asked them, you would stop. I am a setting Van Helsing expectations for everything I do. Yeah. I want Van Helsing expectations no, uh, for everything. No one that that, that lower the that bar analogy, so much. That analogy does not work. If I lower the bar on everything I do, they don't know that the bar I excel. is low because they don't know that you have a habit of doing this. <laughs> I didn't have a habit they, of having a radio show before. How would they know? This makes no sense to me. All right. <laughs> we will talk about Clue. What does that mean? Um, if you checked us out on social media this week, I wanted to know the best toy to move, uh, te- you know, live action toy to movie films out there. Um, because, again, Transformers was hitting. Um, but, again, it got bumped because news just keeps happening, keeps happening. So Uh-oh. we started talking about Star Wars. Uh, we started talking about the directors. Uh-huh. Um, and, again, I want to know what you guys think. So chime in. Uh, the Han Solo movie, you know, they lost their directors. It was the Lego movie directors. They were a hot commodity. They very eager to get them on something. Um, actually, just saw a, a Twitter post like an hour ago that they are now in line to direct yeah, the Flash me. movie. Yeah, the Flash movie. So, I mean, good for them. It's not Star Wars, but good for them. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's the rejuvenated DCU now. So, I mean, there's at least something. It's not rejuvenated. It's got one movie. So, here's <laughs> here's a rundown of three replacement directors already being rumored. And I'll tell you which one I'm giddy about. Um, oh, boy. Veteran Star Wars writer Lawrence Kasdan, Larry, Larry Kasdan. Who, who wrote the film with his son, has been suggested as a possible replacement. Um, mm. Rumor has it Ron Howard is also under consideration. Hey, that's a good one. That's interesting. It would give the Apollo 13 director a chance to turn his fortunes around after his In the Heart of the Sea and Inferno slump. Finally, oh, boy. and this goes out to Daekwon, who, uh, who commented on social media as well, Jumanji director Joe Johnston, he also directed Captain America, the yes, first Avenger. Did. Yes, he did. He would make a good movie. Is also in the running. I don't see him as a fit for this, though. He, he wouldn't have worked for, as a fit for Captain America until you saw the Captain no, America No, he movie. did Rocketeer, though. And Rocketeer is almost exactly, it's exactly what Captain America First Avenger is. It's a perfect, it's a perfect segue into, into Captain America First Avenger, mm. I think, without a doubt. All right, okay. Fair so enough. I would say he, but, but I, 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 yeah, but, but I, I don't mean, see like, that kind of. So you're kind saying of he's limited to 1940s movies? You know? Possibly. No. Possibly. Oh, he's been director cast. He's been, he's been stuck. <laughs> he's been stuck. Um, 
the the one I'm buzzed about is Lawrence Kasdan. I mean, he wrote arguably, not arguably, I think agreeably the best Star Wars movie, Empire Strikes not Back. Arguably. Uh, what's that? No, I said agreeably. I think. It's arguable that he wrote it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Of, what shed some light on a that? A lot That's of a lot of the um, a lot of honest uh, and it, see, this is going to be a bad segue because I don't have the information I should have. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the, mm-hmm. the new chatter is we that, never have the information no, we should no, have. No, so no, I mean, all. you're you're um, right in line. No, no that's why we're should, muddling. We should have information, though. We should. We should in turn, we should get on that. It. Give me this there, information. There, the woman, the, forget the name of the woman. <laughs> She's fake typing, by the way. <laughs> She's like, I will get the, Hassan. I will get you this right away. <laughs> click, 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 click. All right. So anyway, you were saying the, the woman who originally was writing Empire Strikes Back died. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget her name though. Forget, find us the the, the she, woman's that, name. That computer's not even on. Like she's just typing. She says, "I will find this." Click, 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 light click, click. coming off of it. So yeah, I can yeah. See it. So anyway. Um, and then Lawrence Kasdan came to finish it to to, okay. to check. So Lawrence Kasdan had a, a a a lot of work on Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he did a lot of work on The Force Awakens. Don't forget though, he he's he's I I suspect yeah most of the stuff that makes Empire Strikes Back good was was already in the script before he got to it. Don't forget though, George Lucas made the executive decision to take the Wookiees and make them Ewoks for Return of the Jedi. And Ewoks are the prime, you know, disclaimer, if you will. You know, definitely like the like the prime, like the reason why we don't put Return of the Jedi ahead of Empire Strikes Back is because of the Ewoks. Like people felt that that was a little childish, a little immature, a little, you know, it kind of kind of brought the brought the the believability factor down. But that was George Lucas saying, well, we did Wookiees in the first Star Wars, so we're going to just take it and reverse it. So, I mean, Ewoks are a feature in Return of the Jedi. Right. They have nothing to do really with the story. If it's interchangeable with it could be Wookiees, it could be Ewoks, it could be Smurfs. Yeah, but it, it, it impacts the enjoyableness of the... It has nothing to do the, with the story. Yeah. It, the, 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 the story is that they end up on this planet and they yeah. get help from these natives sure. who help them to fit. So that's the story. Okay. All right. Okay, so Fair whoever enough. you throw in there, I mean, people would have liked to see Wookiees. Well, people would have liked to have seen anything but the Ewoks, I think. And I think, I think what's now? You, you even said it backstage, though, right? been there. In the green room. You even said it, though. It's execution. It's all execution, right? Execution? No, no. In this particular case, it's a retcon. Because having been there mm-hmm. when it first came out, yeah. nobody said anything bad no. about it. Well, no, because I, so I, mean, I was really young. So yes. I, I liked the Ewoks. I yeah. had no problem with that. Which is go. why even a lot of people that grew up with the prequels have no problem with Jar Jar Binks. Which is why there's nothing yeah. wrong with Jar Jar Binks. Oh, there's so, we'll many things, so many things wrong. All right. Um, man, we really do need the more show. Uh, yeah. All right. I want to hear from folks here. What is... We're going we're gonna to move... Jeez, oh, you know, I mean, it's just... It's so crazy. Really, how much time we don't have on the show? We we need to do more of. But um, we were talking about Transformers when we started as well too. Again, that was supposed to be the lead for this for this show. Um, and I want to know. So we're not talking about the Transformers. No, we are talking about Transformers. That oh, was supposed are. to be the lead, but I'm just yeah. saying, you know, God, we, I mean, we're already running we, up we against the second out two segment. segments. Yeah, I know. Isn't well, it amazing? We got to get on the. Uh, we, yeah, you get on what we promised to talk about, though. Well, we will get on. No, that, just I saying. Don't, I don't. I don't think we will. 
You don't think so? No, I, I don't think we will. You realize you're killing time right now, and so you're actually I'm you're doing act- that on purpose. Though. Yeah, you're actually like like that like the you're like Pete Rose. Yeah, you are Pete Rose. I'm Pete Rose. You, you are Pete Rosingness. Hey man, we we didn't even say goodbye to Adam West last week. Like we were <laughs> supposed to. He was dead. He wasn't gonna notice. Oh, yeah. So yeah now I you went made there. it worse. I went wow, there. wow. All right. When we come back, we have a tr- we have a times. tremendous guest, uh, and then I promise we're gonna get into the top. Uh, they don't believe your promise. We're gonna get the top uh, toy to movie franchises when we come back as well too but we got the voice of courage the cowardly dog marty grabstein joining us next now in theaters beauty and the beast is out and there's big big controversy with two because of the supposed gay relationship that that takes place you know and i thought the the real controversy would be about the bestiality (laughs) (laughs) bestiality is not a problem oh yeah just homosexuality (laughs) we don't like that (laughs) having sex with a giant beast that's that's all right (laughs) secrets of the You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture... Then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Robin Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Can a man actually get up with any kind of macho manliness and say Twilight was a good film franchise and or movie? That's like the guy <laughs> wearing the pink shirt, right? Like yeah. He, he but, feels completely confident. But in, men can <laughs> rock the pink. Oh, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Sam, audience, Sam the engineer Sam, is wearing pink. Right now. I just pulled a Hassan. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night. It's great to be back. 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Um, we, were just, we were just joking. Stuffed it keeps the ladies away. That's right. We were just joking. <laughs> we love those drops, but every drop that Hassan hates oh, are like man. the funniest ones, like easily the funniest ones. Usually they're ones making fun of you, and that's probably why yeah, you're Yeah, maybe that's why I don't like them. Yeah, but I'm always like, no, it's funny. It's, funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It so hurts. A, it hurts. Right I had here. a couple comments. Oh, uh, okay. Stephanie Dolce actually did comment in and said, who gets to Director credit on the finished film, then. I mean, if they've already oh, started, well, yeah. It's the same thing with the Zack Snyder thing. I know. It's it's it, you know what it's going to be. I, I would think in the Star Wars case, 
it'll be the new directors because I think they just started, right? I mean, they, yeah, they've yeah, just started they'll, filming. They'll get some credit for it, but I mean, depending on how far along they are. Yeah. Whereas I think in the Joss Whedon case, I don't. I think he'll get like special contribution or producer. He should get nothing or something. <laughs> <laughs> like right, he'll get some sort of producer credit, yeah, you know that yeah, kind of great. thing. Good for him. Uh, Joe Movi chimed in. Transformers. I'm still reeling, reeling from hearing Lord of the Radio say Jar Jar wasn't bad. Uh, we're not going to start with that. It always ends up there. Yeah, you're but the one we're who not read it out there. loud. So Brian Abraham, where are you? Where are you with your, with your <laughs> prequel talk? I want to welcome our guest um, to the show. Uh, Marty Grabstein was his first role was in Bury the Evidence. Uh, next year, his voice talents earned him the role of Courage, the uh, the cowardly dog on Cartoon Network. Ran from '99 to 2002, um, and since then has made frequent appearances on Law and Order, um, Third Watch, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. He's been in a whole bunch of things. Marty, how's it going? Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. But i got to tell you, there is something terribly wrong with Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I just have to make that clear. I was listening in to the previous segment, whatever it is. Yes. So, yes. We don't know what Sorry. this is, actually. I just came up there, and I'm, I had an opinion I had to say it to you, Michael. I, uh, Michael. I agree with you 100%. Now, how would you have voiced Jar Jar's voice if you had gotten the opportunity? Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, that's not fair. I can't possibly even hope to. You know, it's something so surreal that I couldn't have possibly hoped to do that. I am impressed with the imagery of Jar Jar. It was the personality, really, that was probably off. Yeah. But we'll have to sit down and discuss that. You know, it, it just there was no way for me to actually... Uh, you know, it was very discomforting, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> on some level. So you landed the but role. who the heck am I to talk? Who oh. the heck am I to talk, right, Michael? Well, that's the beauty well, of I'm it, not, right? I'm I mean, gonna, who the heck are any of us I'm to not talk? I'm going to comment. We're, well, we're quote-unquote <laughs> insiders. I mean, we just say we're insiders, and boom, we're insiders. Yeah, yeah, so. Look, we're inside. Yeah, that's right. It's warm in here. That's right. Someone, someone turn on the AC in here. Yeah. So you landed the role of Courage uh, for the Cartoon Network from 99-2002. How did you get into voice acting? How did you transition from you know, being a, like a film actor and get into the voice acting? And how did you land that role? Okay, well, here we go. It was uh, really for us. I did a lot of stuff. I was doing a lot of really, they don't quite get it right on, the, uh, on that. I have to correct that some point, the biography part of the stuff. But anyway, I did a lot of stuff, a lot of live acting, did a lot of comedy. I was doing sketch comedy for about 10 years in, in the city, and I was part of a group called Lab Rats, and we were doing, you know, crazy stuff all over the city, and uh, did some of the television stuff, but... But ultimately, I'm hearing some sort of a weird uh, yeah, thing going on. Yeah, well there's some feedback. We're going to have to... I want to wanna keep this, these beautiful questions, uh, given the honor they deserve. You know. <laughs> <laughs> fight, fight through right. it. We're going to fight through it. We're going to fight through it. Okay. Yeah, just, That's okay. I can handle it, man. I can concentrate. Um, but anyway, what ended up happening is that um, I got a friend actually give me a call. I hadn't spoken to her in something like five or six years. Um, she didn't know what happened to me. As you know, sometimes actors sort of disappear off the face of the earth, sure. which actually happened to me for a little while. Um, and then she gave me a call based on the fact that she knew I was sort of still around doing some things around the city. She said, you know, I've been doing this, trying to, trying to cast this voice of a cartoon character called Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. They've been auditioning people for the last 
three months, actually. He's heard every voice actor in the city, all the top voice actors in the city, heard over 300 voices. And he can't make a decision, this guy. Yeah. So at this point, he's driving me crazy. I figured <laughs> I may as well bring you in. I thought you might be good for this character. Wow. So, you know, she brought me in, and it was just one of those weird little things that don't happen that often. I walked in, and within the first five minutes, he was like, yeah, this is courage. <laughs> That's it? This is the voice of courage. Listen to that crackly, scratchy <laughs> voice that he's got. That's right? awesome. That's awesome. How much, by talking to me, right? How much um, of your personality? But anyway, he said, this is great. The only thing is... What I need you to do is pitch it real high. Take this scratchy voice you had. You got to pitch it high. Can you do that? I said, okay. Sure, I can. Sure, I'll do it. I started doing that. And he was like, oh, my God, that's it. That's it. That's the guy. And it was that simple. Pretty amazing, right? By the way, yeah. one little addendum to that, Michael. Yeah. He said one of the things that really put him over the edge was that my eyebrows look like Courage's eyebrows. <laughs> I know, that's a little weird, right? Well, the man is insane anyway. John Dilworth, God bless him. He would be appreciative if I called him insane on a, on a radio uh, interview. Absolutely insane. And it's part of the brilliance, I think, of what he came across with with the show, personally. Well, you, you just made, you made our, uh, our 19-year-old intern's day by doing the cowardly voice. She's like, I, I asked, actually, because she grew up watching the show, and I said, you know, is there anything you'd like, you want me to ask? She's like, I just want to hear an impression. So, so you just did it, oh. and, and she was, like, loving it. Did I just life. do it? Was it good enough? I, well, I, I'll save you, Muriel! Hang <laughs> in there, folks! <laughs> How much of your own personality do you get to put into the role? Actually, a lot of my own, actually, because, you know, I generally have that kind of utter anxiety and fear. I do have a certain amount of, i got to be honest, I do have a lot of fears and anxieties. And sure. Like, you know, and then, of course, I got to put it in there, and it just feels very purging to throw it in there. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty much some of my own personality, I have to admit. Uh, were you able to kind of go off script at all, ever, or or was it was it oh. very fine tuned? It was very very clearly exactly. As a matter of fact, that was one of the challenges of it, which would lead me to answer a question that you haven't answered yet. Can yeah. I do that, by the way? Can I answer a question you haven't answered? We have no format here, so you could do whatever you want. What the heck do you care? It doesn't make a difference. Fine. <laughs> we'll go back to Jaw Jaw Binks later. I'll see if I can help you figure that thing out. Yes, really the Ewoks. No the Ewoks were fine. Come on. Exactly. All I right. said the anyway. Ewoks were fine. You said so, the Ewoks um, were bad. No, it didn't go off script. It had to be exactly as written. And that was one of the challenges of it. Um, some of you might have noticed by watching the show that if you watched it in order, you knew that the first season, Courage had a you know bunch of lines, and in the last three th seasons, his lines were down about 85, 90%. <laughs> hardly lines at all. Did you get paid by the line? Oh, what's that? Did you get paid by the line? Is that what it was? They're like, <laughs> no. we're running, our budget's running low. <laughs> Just cut it. No, them. no, Just no. <laughs> you, got, you got the full, full thing, man. Um, but anyway, the point was is that what I thought was kind of interesting is that they cut it because they, it wasn't that they didn't like how I was doing the lines. They kind of felt as if the lines were slowing things down. They found from doing focus groups that people like 
the screaming and the vocal histrionics <laughs> more. They got more of an excitable effect from it. Except, of course, I run into fans of Courage, and they say, we love the lines. Yeah. So who the heck knows what it is. But the challenge was, when I was doing the vocal histrionic, it was actually harder work. So I would sometimes have this one moment, mm-hmm. let's say, where I would have to do, like, a line like, okay, you ready for this, Michael? I'm ready. <laughs> Here, this line, okay? You ready for this line? Dar, are you ready? <laughs> you ready? <laughs> okay. She's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> interns. That's what we get for interns. Go ahead, Marty. Let's hear it. What happened? Did we lose him? He said, you're ready for this line, and he hung up. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, then. Yeah. It's a lot of That's hard work, line. Did we lose... Sam? No? Yeah. yeah. Marty, you there? I don't know what just happened there. That's... That's fantastic. All right. Well, I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna try to get him back on. Yeah, we're gonna find him. We're gonna try to get him back on here. I will. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, can we? Oh, 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 oh we got you. you Did back? you lose me? We yeah, got we you back. You. Oh, it's amazing. He, he did that on purpose. It's nothing like dead air. He's just holding the suspense on the line. <laughs> that was really brilliant. He wasn't that excited by the story. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> the story <laughs> just didn't thrill. The, am I allowed to curse on this show? Uh, technically, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we don't want cursing, <laughs> right? Because I almost cursed, and I have to stop myself from on an interview. But it gives you an idea how comfortable I feel with you, Michael. There you go. That's you it. That. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, as a, right. as a beloved children's show voice actor, uh, have you ever been hired to leave like obscene or hilarious voicemails for people using that cartoon voice? No, but I am doing it at now at Comic Con. Ah, okay. So, I have been actually doing things at Comic-Con. Which Comic-Con have you been to? You know, recording a voice message on people's, uh, you know, on people's messages. You know, no, on people's machines. Uh, this one isn't home yet, but this is Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> and how can I take a That sort of stuff, you know. <laughs> people are excited by that, whatever it was. Which, uh, which Comic-Cons have, you, have you been to now? I mean, have you been, uh, you know, what's the last one? What's the, what's the one upcoming that you're going to? Okay, so I'm going to be going actually to the, I don't know if you're familiar with this, the O Comic Con in uh, Iowa. In Iowa? Wow, no, I don't know that. Man. I'm getting flying out to Iowa, they're flying me out, putting me up in a hotel. <laughs> There's nothing better than Iowa. Well, yeah. This is really, how do you really, when you've hit Iowa, you know, you really hit, you know, hit, hit the ground running, I, I, I certainly <laughs> believe. Don't you think, Michael? I, I, I don't think there's anything that can compare to going to Iowa. Maybe San Diego hey, listen, and maybe New York Comic Con. Michael, Comic-Con. who the heck are we to be sarcastic about Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> We're New Yorkers. We like <laughs> We're New Yorkers, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, have you been to like New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con? No, I haven't been to the big. I just started doing this Comic Con thing, just like within the last like eight or nine months. Actually. Oh wow! Okay, so you oh so you're new to this. This is exciting. Maybe seven. He's months. a baby. I've never done it, so I, I mean, I was you know busy just doing life and you know trying things, going around here, going around there. I have a family, a wife, and two kids, which I who I love tremendously. Yeah. Um, and um. So it's been busy, you know, but it's not, forget about it, let me not just say it's busy. I had no idea that this, kind of, that, that, that this was something I should even do. I wasn't even thinking that 
what the heck everybody else is doing. And it, somebody contacted me that was a rep wow. and said, I would love to put you in my cadre of artists. It's a nice word, cadre, right? You like yeah. that word? It's better than That's posse, right? Yes. Like you don't want to be like yeah, a posse well, of artists. Is, uh, yeah. Well, unless you put clown behind it. Contingent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, so he brought me in. He started, you know, he booked me in a couple of them going to Washington, um, to Washington State uh, Comic Con. And so I'm flying out to Washington State in uh, October. I'm doing this uh, Hampton Comic Con in okay. August. It's August 56th. Um, Few others on the horizon, but New York and San Diego. I got a couple of people working on trying to slam me in there. There's a lot of difficulty getting into those politics and big, big names. You will be overwhelmed. You will be overwhelmed. It is a great A celebrity versus a great B. I'm fine with my great B status. (laughs) I don't. I don't need a grade A status, Michael. That's what we're trying to do here. We're actually we're we're like grade D. We're like yeah. ta- we're Taco Bell <laughs> meat. <laughs> like we're ta- like yeah. We got our eyes on J. Though. We want to go lower. Right? We're, we're J. We're, yeah, not, we're, we're not even. We want to go lower. I think F is the lowest. We're, to at, go. we're at D, but we want to go to J. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll invent. But they'll when you're grade D, it's beautiful, man, because you can do whatever you want. And this is very cares. true. That's why we want to go J. We have. <laughs> we can't, I, again, it's grade F. There's nothing. We can't get lower. No, we're than going F. lower than F. We are Taco Bell meat. We're gonna be the first. We're, we're gonna Taco be the Bell first meat. down there. Um, you've done a lot of live stuff, though, as well, too. Um, you had uh, some appearances on Law & Order and Third Watch. Um, give us the most yeah. memorable case that were, you were involved with for the show. All right. For my, my favorite thing, I mean, you know, I, it was just, again, a minute here, two minutes here, 45 seconds, nice little cameo mm-hmm. appearances, character thing. My favorite thing was, first of all, I also looked really good in this one. You know, my... my <laughs> Ego was satisfied. I was wearing a black leather jacket. I looked good. I was a, you know, a, what do you call a private investigator? They were, they were grilling me. Chris Maloney was grilling me. Um, you know, was kind of grilling me regarding. I'm sorry. Let me just uh, kill that. Somebody's trying to call me, and I don't want to. I, I can't pick that. <laughs> don't up. do that. I'm sorry. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay, good. Everything time. runs everything anyway. runs smoothly so on this show. Technology wise. Yeah. That I was investigating this little boy and they were convinced you know, they were saying I was a pervert and you know, special victims unit, so they dealt with uh, yeah. issues, you know. And then they were hitting me on it and they were, Look at all these pictures, huh? Ah, we finally revealed it. Look at all these pictures. Well, you're a pervert. And I go, I was investigating the kid's nanny, you're right? And they were like, oh, uh, sorry, something like that. So it's kind of cool because I was really like being victimized, and I got to protest, and it was kind of fun acting-wise, that sort of thing. And uh, you had an independent film out uh, not too long ago called A Cat's Tale, not to be confused with Nine Lives from Kevin Spacey. Yeah, which not was to a be confused with the Kevin Spacey one, please. <laughs> very bad, bad movie. Very bad. Your buddies over there, I don't know you guys' names, but you'll you'll you'll. Drag this through the mud, I have a feeling. We don't have names. So don't We're all right. <laughs> and that's the Lord of the Radio, so don't worry. Uh, but tell us about tell us about A Cat's Tale. Well, A Cat's Tale actually is this indie film that was uh, was actually done in, well, interesting thing. First of all, a really cool film written by a woman named Anna Capone, who's a wonderful writer and 
a two-person film, so it meant for 90 minutes almost. It was just me and one other person. So, uh, you know, it was a lot of stuff going on there. Sure. <laughs> Basically, a brother and a sister, and they got back together in, the, in their home. They got back in their, the home they grew up in with their parents, uh, and something very dark gets revealed. I won't say what it is. <laughs> something dark comes undone in their discussions with one another. It's actually a very funny film directed by a guy named Rick Moat. Um, anyway, the bottom line of what's most interesting about this, besides the fact that the acting is pretty darn good, we did some good, if I may say so myself, uh -huh. um, and she was wonderful, the actress that I worked with. Um, but anyway, the, the the way it went was this. Um, it, it actually, what they did was they rehearsed it in the form of an actual play, where we actually did it, rehearsed it over a 10-day period, which is not a lot of rehearsal, sure. and got it up on a live stage, did the whole show live, performed it five times, wow. got really up and running, and then took one day off, and he set this up. It was an interesting idea, I think. And then moved out to the on-location shoot, which was done in a three-day period. Right away, boom. The actors knew all their lines. They knew, they tried to keep it within the concept of blocking, except, you know, you could open it up. Cameras followed us around. And we run throughs over and over again and got it from different angles. Got it done in three days. Wow. A lot of editing took a lot longer, of course. Sure. But anyway, the whole thing cost about $60,000. <laughs> wow. And it's been at some of the festivals. It's not burning up the airwaves because it's a weird little film. But it's a very good film. It won a couple of awards at a couple of these film festivals it was at. Um, so kind of a cool thing. Keep an eye out for it. At very any cool. Who the heck knows what's going to happen with it. You never know. But <laughs> very cool. Fun, certainly. Marty, I'm really good about it. That sounds fantastic, Marty. It's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you. Where can people get a hold of you? Are you on social media? Is there any way that uh, you know fans can reach um, out? Okay, Michael, I got a Facebook page on Facebook. I mean, I'm I'm not that sophisticated, so I'm not Twittered yet. <laughs> I will eventually get Twittered. I know uh, I have somebody who's working with me. Who you know she is. Yeah, who's going to help me get Twitter up and running? But for the moment. I do have a Facebook page. It's a Marty Grabstein slash Courage Facebook page. Awesome. You want to say hello? Say hello. Keep track. With, you know, and, and I'm thinking maybe this interview will be on the Facebook page. Ooh, I think, baby. Right? There you go. We'll let our intern do her thing. Marty, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you taking some time out. And uh, Pleasure to had, do it, man. Hope you had fun. When we come back, we will be going into the top ten. We're going to try to get ten out of this. <laughs> toy live action toy to movie films Forever Night TV series yes. as well too. I've never even heard of it. I have no idea what that is. You don't know Forever No, I don't know Forever Night. Good lord. I don't know I used to watch other things, you know, when I was a kid. Well, I'm sure that information is useful. You're have a you ever seen guy. the movie Blown Away? Nicole yes. Aggart and yes. uh, the other girl from uh from something. She ended up on Night There was another girl in that? You're just making this weird now, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? 
then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres. And Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From the Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com You ever seen like the old men at the Starbucks? Like they had their little like. I'll go to Starbucks. Oh, I do. I'm, I work you know, at I'm a man. It's fantastic. And uh, <laughs> they just have these old men clubs, and they just sit around and talk about the good old days. That's why I don't go into Starbucks. <laughs> it's a creepy sausage fest on on caffeine. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank our guest, Marty Grabstein, voice of Courage the Cowardly Dog, seen on Cartoon Network. Um, very interesting very fella. Very exciting it, interview. Yeah, it was good, though. I like, I, uh, yeah. you know, it's good stuff. A lot of mystery in the middle of it. Good st- well, there was. Yes, that's true. The and dead just, space. Yeah. Which, which I covered up very nicely he, by... Yeah. He by, just got tired of talking to us. By being, like, looking around and, you know, I really <laughs> showed did. my chops there. You did. You yeah, I showed right my radio. In. Yeah, you yeah. took all... You, you, you Lord of the Radio just sitting back and kind of, like, you know, maniacally... Like, hey, dude, what are you doing? Twiddling man? his thumbs. Where'd he go? Being like, hmm, someone should step in here. Someone... Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> Way to go. That's what I do. Um, all right. We've, like best. I said, we had so much show today, so much show. We didn't even get into half the stuff we wanted to, but I did want to get back to um, Transformers being a launching pad. I can't, sir. But we're going we're gonna to skip even through that because, quite frankly, it's it's not going to be really, really well received. We're going to talk about the Transformers. We're going to get into the top 10 toy to, to movie. I think a lot of folks really, like, we got a lot of social media activity on that. Mm. First question, do we include the Lego movie as part of this? I know it's animated, but it's a different kind of animated. It's not like a cartoon. Like, Transformers the movie cartoon, I think, is by far the best you Transformers movie, to. right? Lego's a toy. Lego is like the I, Agreed, toy. agreed. But I and mean, it, and, and there are Lego movies. Yeah. So we have to. I, I think we do include that in in the list as to where it ranks. And Bobby, Bobby Semmelsberger, our friend from the uh, That mm-hmm. 90s podcast, yeah, yeah. Uh, he thinks that is number one. Ah. Trisha Casio. Mm-hmm. Cashio. Oh man, I'm good. Yeah, butchering. Nice. Butchering. Well, you should have talked to her. Chop. You should have had a um, conversation with her. She believes Clue. And Daekwon also, Clue is up there. Clue. Now, we're going to include board games, okay? Because mm. I, I like the idea of it because it also gives us the, the absolute worst. Well, toy are, to toy to film movie. What are our choices? Do we have a do we have a list? We do. Oh, do we have a list? 
That's why I asked you, did you see the outline? No. We had the Lego I movie. Don't, I don't we have two iterations of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm. which was obviously a classic toy to uh, toy to movie. Yes. You know, even though I guess they were a cartoon show first, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna loop them in there. Transformers. What else we got? Transformers. Transformers. Masters of the like. Universe. <laughs> but I see now. Here's the thing. <laughs> Masters of the Universe does not. Um, Fit, I think, the worst, um, the worst live-action film of all time. I don't think it does. From toy to movie, Masters of the Universe. It does not. Doesn't fit. N- not doesn't the, fit not the worst. The, not the worst. Okay. There's What's, several. What else candidates. is on this list? Garbage Pail Kids. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even see that. <laughs> You should go. It you looks so bad. It. I didn't even should, see it. it. It is Van it's Helsing bad, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of like upside to that as well too. I would say there's that. There is battleship. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. You just got your battleship song oh. right there, didn't you? Oh, yeah, battleship. right there, battleship. Um, Mark Lombardi not as, actually not chimed as bad in. as Garbage Pail ca- Kids. Garbage Pail Kids might be the worst. Which which sucks. Did you ever actually? Did you collect Garbage Pail Kids as a kid? No. I loved them. I absolutely. I still have them. I still have all my garbage pail kids. Really? Oh yeah. It's in a. It's in a Star Wars lunchbox. No joke. Really? I have a Return of the Jedi Star Wars lunchbox. And then you have garbage pail kids inside. Inside them, yeah. That's blasphemy. <laughs> something wrong with that, yeah, right? There's, something, there's definitely something there's wrong with definitely that. Definitely wrong with that. Uh, Clue is is by far, I think, the best film out of it. Everything though, well, right? Like, what are I the mean, others? So, you, so we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, Garbage Pail Kids, yeah, um, Gem and the Holograms. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, no, no. There's some really poor attempts here. <laughs> at, so at, we're talking, and 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 the category is the best movie, the best adaptation of a, of a of a childhood toy. Yeah, a, I, I, yeah. adaptation might or be the game. wrong word for it, but the best interpretation, the best movie it's cinema. It's a good way to do it. Yeah, interpretation is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a realization. Okay. You know, from a toy to movie, you're gonna have to. This is gonna suck. We're going to have to strongly consider Transformers. I think the first one. Now, we actually had um, a Facebook... Only only because it's, it's a proper interpretation of the toy. Sure. Um, story-wise, movie-wise, whether it's decent cinema or not. Sure. If that's the category, if we're talking about interpretation, then Transformers almost got to be the winner. Because it is... Well, it Clue is, is actually... I mean, Clue is... And Clue, Clue with the multiple endings, actually... Realizes the game right to its but, fullest, right? Hmm. And it's a great movie to boot. Yeah. However, it you have to you have to really um, uh, kind of twist your interpretation of the game to, to for it to fit the movie properly. Okay. Whereas Transformers is a direct interpretation of of what it what it. Of what the product was, right? So James Gallagher actually agrees with you 100%. Says Transformers is is the best, like by far, and he has a much more detailed uh, description, but I can't get to it right now. He believes that those movies are good. That's no, he no no the first one. He believes the Transformers movie is is by far the best one. It's not a good movie. He thinks that's a good movie. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want to. I don't want to get in the category. I don't want to go with him on the category of it being a good movie. Okay. I'm saying it's a good adaptation of the toy. It's probably the, one of the best adaptations of the toy. Oh, you mean the actual visual representation? Yes. Okay. No, we're talking about. If you're talking about the good cinema, like yeah. decent cinema, yeah. Well, that's different. Okay, yeah. that's got to be Clue. 
It's got to be Clue, right? I think without a doubt. See, I think Trisha wins on that. I think Daquan. Daquan actually asked if Jumanji counts, but we said no. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles don't count. Because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a cartoon, was a comic book that turned into good a cartoon. Point. Oh, good point. That, that then oh, became a toy. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, Transformers was a cartoon, but it was... Transformers was a toy, then became a cartoon. Correct. Right. Then became a movie. Right. And Mutant Ninja Turtles is the other way around. Right. You're right. right. I, damn it. And so, there really isn't a lot there. James Gallagher, I loved Shia LaBeouf as Sam and his interaction with his family. Also like the relationship development between him and Mel- Megan Fox. What I did not like was how they seemingly force-fed the Carly character after all Sam did to earn and maintain Megan's affections. That's, uh, me- that's because Megan did not uh, like Michael Bay and called him Hitler and got kicked off the show. Yeah, well, that, was, that was way after that, though. Yeah. She did it all that after the first movie because she was in two movies before that happened to her. Yeah. He says, I feel they have to be, especially if the first one was off the charts amazing, arguably unreasonable to expect a better film. Oh, Just man. give me a valid attempt. No. I'll ignore the deficiencies and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Which is, he represents the American audience, which is why we have so many bad movies. <laughs> and yet you love those prequels. Don't know how that happens. I'm not talking about the prequels. Oh, right man. All right. So, we, you know, we actually did a pretty good job. Rest in peace, Adam West. We love. You know. Okay. <laughs> I guess we covered that. We, we got it all. I mean, we got it all today. All right. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to go spinning the racks. Oh, what a shame. Darn it. No. No. Check out the YouTube page this week, though. We're going to be putting, uh, we're going to be posting a very special spin the racks I'm episode. Not anymore. And it's awesome. So we definitely need a check new that co-host. out. Um, <laughs> Next week we've got we are we're we're like ahead of the game. We are welcoming the folks from the comic news. Are we ahead of the game next week? Yeah, I've never been ahead of the game. I know game. we are always behind. We're welcoming How the folks from the feel? comic noobs podcast on comic noobs. Podcast. Start hyping up San Diego Comic Con. It's coming. Oh, they're gonna are they gonna it's be coming in three weeks, guys. Really? Yeah. Really? I know. Are you going? Are you, are you going to San Diego? Uh, I went last year, and um, they're not a buying crowd. Oh, they're they're they're. I want to look and get as much free stuff as possible. Same complaint kind of we have about New York Comic Con. No, New York Comic Con's a buying crowd. New York Comic Con. Well, I make I make some bank at New York Comic Con. Maybe recently. I mean, no, no, no. The last three years. That's that's, uh, that's that's completely antithetical to all the information I've been given from other people. You've been who've given been false at the information. Oh, that's false. You take it up with them. I want to thank <laughs> our guest Marty Grabstein. He was awesome. He was Courage the yes, Cowardly Dog. Was. I want to thank all of our people again. Like us, share us, comment on us. We end up commenting on this video like days after the fact. We will argue. Brian Everham will argue about the prequels being bad. He's right. Hassan will argue that they're good. He's wrong. I'm right. You know, it's going to be it's really great stuff. always right. Again, facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. Go to secrets of the sire.com. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Patreon. Wait for Brian's movie because uh, (laughs) when when his movie comes out and is better than the prequels, then he can talk. Well, then we'll invite him on the show. Yeah. This has been Secrets of the Sire. If you are listening on talkradio.nyc and haven't downloaded it, coming up next... It came from the radio. Boom. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or entrepreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show 
Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 